Good evening, everyone. Let's pray. Dear God, we praise you and thank you for your superabundant grace that you have lavished upon us, that we were able to, to persevere and endure the things that we went through throughout the day, even for the past weeks. Thank you so much for this opportunity that we can learn together from your word. And we pray that you'll be honored in our needs with our heart's desire to please you and honor you by obeying your word. We entrust you, the rest of us who are here, and even those who are joining us online. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Second Peter 1 verse 3 says, Seeing that, the divine, that His divine power has granted us everything pertaining to life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him who has called us by His own glory and excellence. So God has given us everything. God did not leave us powerless, did not leave us on our own in living the life that He has called us to live. And He has called us to live a life that will show, that will reflect that we are His children. So two points from here. So we have, as believers, we have this wonderful privilege to reflect the life of Christ even through our suffering. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10, always carrying about in the body the dying of Jesus so that life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. So even through adversities, even through suffering, we'll be able to reflect Christ. How? Through the grace that we are able to persevere the suffering, regardless of the source of that suffering, whether it be persecution, whether it be ailment, due to your life living in Christ, or even, or even through the suffering brought about by wicked men. So we praise God that we have that privilege to persevere and endure in suffering to reflect Christ in our body. And another thing, another thing that we can reflect, we can exhibit God, Christ in our lives is God has given us that capacity to exhibit the reality of our salvation. In Philippians 2.12, So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So we have always heard this thing that, that this text does not refer to us, 
the command to earn salvation through our works, but it is a command for us to live out that redeemed life through Christ. Because through Christ, we have been given that capacity over the dominion of sin that whenever we are confronted, when we are tempted, we can overcome sin. So we have to work it out. We have to live it out. Since we are already saved, we, are, we ought to live the saved life. Do our speech, do our speech, our thought, our emotion, our conduct show that we have worked it out, we have truly lived it out? Does the way I, I, I deal with my work, I attend to my responsibilities, reflect God, reflect that I am saved, reflect that I have been empowered? How do I know? Because we persevere, in our work, we do our work, we take responsibility of our work when nobody's watching. We take responsibility and we excel in our studies and even we excel in the way we deal, handle relationships because we praise God through that grace at work in us that we're able to exhibit our salvation. It should be our goal to manifest Jesus Christ, making Him known through our obedience. That is what we have been called, to obey everything what God has commanded us. We are called to manifest Christ, to reflect Christ, to conform to the Lord Jesus Christ. It should be our goal to manifest Christ through our faithful and God-honoring, Christ-exalting, spirit-yielding response to things He has allowed in our lives. And when we do, when we exhibit that, that salvation that God has given us, we'll be able to minister to others, especially to the brethren. And with regard to exhibiting the reality of salvation, I would like to, to branch off adding or sharing something about what Pastor Nebab shared to us last Sunday. So this is, in a way, a reflection of Numbers 29. So it was a struggle, no? Reflecting on Numbers 29. So I think this was, no, I, I wrote this around November 2010 or 13. I forgot now. So we praise God that once and for all, He atoned for our sins. So what I will be talking about right now is exhibiting that saved life by offering a sacrifice. So we praise God for that sacrificial death, substitutionary death of Jesus Christ. He 
Hebrews 10.10, For God's will for us to, may, to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all time. And, and we know that this sacrificial death, substitutionary death of Jesus Christ glorifies the Father. So there's no need, apparently, for us to sacrifice the Old Testament offering requirements over and over and over. Christ's sacrifice was already enough. The burnt offering accompanied by grain, liquid offerings, and offerings served only as a dim preview of that was perfect sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, can we believers in the present serve a perfect sacrifice? All that without defects, that says in Numbers 29, Verses 2, 8, 13, 17, and so on. Which will become a pleasing aroma to God? Definitely yes. So here are the ways. Fire that burnt the offerings. For me, this reflects the, the, this fire reflects that, that passion produced by the Spirit of God. This passion rises as a pleasing aroma to the Father because it concerns more much more of his glory, of his reputation, that desire, that devotion that he will be glorified. He delights with us when we consume, when we consume our strength, time, and resources with that intentionality of glorifying him. Another thing, sacrifice or praise, as we have learned in Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13, verse 5, it says, Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to His name. So, obviously, this is, an, this is openly and continually praising Him, declaring his name is good, that his name is worthy of honor and praise, regardless, regardless of our circumstances. So we still praise God what in whatever season. And also in good works, through good works. Hebrews 13, 16, I don't forget, do good and to share with those in need. These are sacrifices. That pleases to God. Doing good by meeting others' needs and sharing with them is a sacrifice pleasing to God. This is actually ministry. We meet other, other people's needs, whether it be physical or their great spiritual need of Jesus Christ by telling them, sharing them the gospel. And the fourth one is through our body. Romans 12.1, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. Let them be a living and a holy sacrifice, the kind He will find acceptable. This is truly the way we worship Him. With our entire body, with all our being, we glorify God by using it in the service of the Lord. And also we are to, to good, be a good steward 
of our bodies. Not taking any illicit drugs, abusing all substances that can fast-track de its deterioration, and also not making our bodies, using our bodies as instruments to serve sin. In Romans 12, 14, Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its lust. And do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not be master over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. As I've mentioned kanina, that we have been given this divine providence to live above sin, to no longer be overwhelmed, be subjected, be enslaved by sin. We can now, by God's grace, say no to sin. And lastly, by giving of gifts. Philippians 4.18 At the moment, I have all I need and more. I am generously supplied with the gifts you sent me with Epaphroditus. They are sweet-smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God. No, not necessarily gift-giving on, on a birthday, but giving gifts, you know, extending help, support to those in need. Especially, you know, giving to those who, who ministers, you know, to the ministers. Extending help and support through finances and material gifts to kingdom workers is pleasing and acceptable offering to God. Now, even giving gifts to those who are in need, it will be a pleasing aroma to God. So as believers, in, in showing, you know, in, showing in, in, in having this goal to manifest Christ in our lives, through our lives, let us seize every opportunity to glorify God by making most of His divine providence for us, His redeemed. Let us pray. Dear God, we praise You and thank You for Your grace at work in us. Truly, Lord, we can never live the life that You have called us to live apart from Your enabling. I pray that You will enable us as a local church to, to overcome such a cycle of, of constantly living a life of sin or defeatedness, Lord, we pray that you will, you will make the most of your divine providence, of your word, and even make most of the, the, the providence of the church for us to help us grow in our obedience to you, to grow in our ability to manifest the salvation that you have given us. We trust to you, Lord, that you will cause us to grow in our faithfulness to you, despite of our circumstances, Lord. It may be easy, O oh God, to re remain faithful to you if okay is always among circumstances, but we pray, dear God, that we will remain, remain faithful to you in obeying you. Whether people are watching us or not, Thank you so much, O oh God. Be glorified, Lord, continually in our midst as we express our trust, our dependence in you through our prayer requests. In Christ's name we pray.
Amen.